the tipping point. It's the magic moment when an idea, trend, or social behavior starts to spread like wildfire. It's somewhat like the pandemic we are in. It started with a few, then it just spread all over the world. And now, we're all in it. Hi, I'm Day and you're listening to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. In this episode, we will be discussing the book, Tipping Point, by Malcolm Gladwell. Thanks to Lee Cassis for suggesting this book. So, the author mentions that there are three rules to the tipping point. The law of the few, the stickiness factor, and the power of context. These three things help us make sense of how ideas spread, or as the author calls them, epidemics. So you might be wondering why epidemics? Since the spread of ideas, products, and behaviors can be compared to the spread of a viral infection, it's so timely to talk about this since we're actually experiencing one right now. At the start, only a few people are affected, but then within a short period, a lot seems to be affected, it becomes an epidemic. The tipping point is the moment when something starts spreading like wildfire. When you try to imagine and visualize it in a graph, it would be a curve slowly going up. Then suddenly it shoots up and creates something close to a right angle. This moment of change is the tipping point. It's like in 1984 when Sharp, the digital company, made affordable fax machines. Well, fax machines are pretty obsolete now, but during the first year, it sold only around 80,000 units. Then in 1987, the tipping point was reached and the sales skyrocketed. Almost everyone owned a fax machine and anyone who didn't have one cut one too. It doesn't mean that when an idea just spreads, it's already an epidemic. An idea spreading can only be called an epidemic once the tipping point threshold has been crossed. So let us understand what the causes of epidemics are. I'm sure you've heard about the 80-20 rule or the Pareto Principle. Here, it is seen that 20% of the people tend to influence 80% of the outcome, such as 20% of the employees carry out 80% of the work, 20% of the drivers cause 80% of the accidents, 20% of beer drinkers drink 80% of the beer, and so on. Just like this, a certain few key people are often the cause of epidemics. And this can be the reason why brands are always trying to get the right influencer. But then again, it's not just any influencer that would work. Like most things, there has to be a match. So let's talk about the three types of people. This brings us to the first one, which is connectors. Connectors are people with vast social networks. When we say social network, it's not the online social network, but people with social ties. And these connectors are not only well-connected in one area, but many different areas. They know and like communication with a lot of different people. The book mentions that for these connectors, it is better to have a vast network of acquaintances from all different walks of life than to have close ties with friends. And because the network is diverse, the idea spreads fast. It is like how a virus doesn't spread that much if a person just stays in their social bubble. But when you are a social butterfly and you meet different groups, definitely the virus will spread to more people. This is what the author means by well-connected in different areas. Let's now go to the second one. Salespeople. Yep, people who sell you things or ideas. People who convince you of things. 
Some key people are gifted salespeople. Imagine the people who are positive with lots of energy and enthusiasm. You may know some people like these in your social circles, whether you like them or not, or some people might find them slick, but these qualities are what helps them persuade others of new ideas. But as studies have shown, what separates the great from the good salespeople are their nonverbal communication skills. This means that they create a rhythm in the conversation, establishing a sense of trust and intimacy in a short amount of time. Maybe you've experienced this before when you're talking to someone and you feel like you've known them forever or you can actually trust them. Maybe it's because they're good salespeople. This is because they express their feelings in a way that their emotions become contagious. And this is how they influence others, by making people empathize and change their behavior. And when this happens, salespeople don't even need to do anything further. Whoever they have influence will spread the ideas far and wide. And this is interesting because it would be more powerful for a person to get an idea from someone they know rather than a random salesperson. And the last type are the mavens. Two things that determine them. One is they know a lot about different things and put them together seamlessly to understand emerging trends and patterns. The second is that they have the social skills to easily make other people understand their knowledge. These mavens don't really have big networks, which is not a bad thing because they have a major influence on their own network. They always think about being helpful, so they would always share information that would benefit others. If they believe in something, they recommend it to their friends and acquaintances. And since they have a major influence, their friends and acquaintances follow these recommendations. And simply put, mavens go through a constant cycle of obtaining information and passing it on to others. So that were the three types of people who can spread the ideas. But it's not just up to them. In order for an idea to spread, it has to stick first. And for an idea to be sticky, it needs something special. Something that makes it stand out from the overload of information we go through every day. And how the message is presented can make a big difference. For example, the cigarette brand Winston purposefully made a grammatical error in their slogan, Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. The word like should have been as tastes good as a cigarette should. I don't know how true this is. Maybe they just made a mistake and when it became good, people started saying, oh, that was on purpose. But this actually caused a stir and the message stuck to the people and spread like an epidemic. And no surprise, Winston became the most popular cigarette brand in the US. This grammatical error slogan actually reminds me of the Apple slogan, think different. Of course, it's not just grammatical errors that will make something stick. There are a lot of different ways too. There's actually an interesting book that I've read that is dedicated to this topic. The book title is Made to Stick by the brothers Chip and Dan Heath. So before an idea spreads, make sure that it sticks. The next thing that we have to understand is that external circumstances have a great influence on our behavior. People think that external factors don't really affect them, but our behaviors are strongly dependent on them. And whether you agree with it or not, many studies actually show this. Maybe you've heard of some of these experiments. Like one experiment was where students were sent to a lecture hall to give a lecture. Half of the group was told that they should not be late, and the other half was told that there was no rush. 
All of them encountered a man who had collapsed. Of course, this was planted. Of the students who were told that there was no rush, 63% of them stopped and helped the man. As opposed to those who were told not to be late, only 10% stopped to help the man. Another experiment is an infamous one, the Stanford Prison Experiment. There's even a movie about this and I found it very, very interesting. But I just want to give you a trigger warning because it gets pretty disturbing mentally. Anyway, for the experiment, 24 psychologically stable and healthy males were selected to spend two weeks in a pretend prison where each was randomly assigned a role of either a guard or a prisoner. Long story short, the experiment got out of hand. The guards exploited their power and grew more cruel and sadistic, leading prisoners to suffer emotional breakdowns and even causing real mental damage. What's supposed to be a two-week experiment got shut down after six days. And yep, environments do change people's behavior. And this is the reason why I always say don't force people to change. Create an environment where people choose to change. It's just like taking care of plants. This leads me to this quote. When a plant does not grow, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the plant. And it does not need to be big changes in the environment. Most of the time, it's a small changes that push things to the tipping point. For example, in the mid-1900s, New York City's crime was out of control. Authorities believe that small things like graffiti on the subway cars and people evading subway fares sent a signal to the people that no one was taking care of order and that anyone could do whatever they wanted. And yeah, the authorities were right. When they started getting rid of the graffiti and they punished the people who evaded the subway fares, it sent a signal to the people that order was being kept. Interestingly, the crime rate dropped rapidly in the following years. The small interventions made a big impact. So yes, even the smallest changes in the right context can determine whether something takes off or not. And what I just discussed were the things that make ideas cross the tipping point threshold and make ideas spread like an epidemic. Just to do a quick rundown, there are three types of people. The connectors with a vast social network. Salespeople who have the gift of persuasion, and mavens who gather information and pass it on to others. And the factors that play a role in the spread of ideas, the stickiness of the idea, the environment, and the small changes that determine whether something will take off or not. And that was the summary of The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Well, as I always say in this podcast episodes, if you found the information useful, wait till you read the book. If you like the ideas in this episode, why not share this with others? You may just be the connector, salesperson, or maven of this podcast. As always, if you have book suggestions, feel free to message me on my different social media platforms. All links can be found on my link in bio on my Instagram, at daily. Stay awesome and hungry. Till the next podcast, this is Day, and you just listen to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. <laughs>